Chipped ham and football. That's what Pittsburgh does. What's up, everybody? Post-Gazette Steelers beat writer Brian Batko back with you for another episode. Thrilled to be joined today by a guy with uh, three more Super Bowl rings than I have. I'm Patriots cornerback, defensive back Devin McCourty now in his uh, second act as an excellent analyst for NBC, which will have Steelers Bengals at 430 for you on Saturday. Devin, thanks so much for taking the time, man. How's it going? No problem, man. Everything's going well. Can't complain. Uh, actually having fun looking at these games and scouting and, and watching. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it's It's been very insightful to hear you on with uh, Chris Sims and, and all the other guys from NBC who do a really nice job. So uh, well, we've got plenty to talk about with this Steelers team. As always, we're presented by Pella. No better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella. They can help you save energy costs year round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella windows and doors to find the right product for your home and budget. Give them a call at 866-593-1560. That's 866-593-1560 to get started with Pella windows and doors of Pittsburgh. Devin, you know, the, the Steelers are on a three-game skid, season on the brink right now after that loss to the Colts. So a lot of meat on the bone right now with this team, overall trajectory of the franchise. But let's start a little more granular with the QB situation. They've got a new guy in there under center, someone who hasn't started a game since 21, but he's a sixth-year vet in Mason Rudolph. I don't, don't think you ever played against him. I, I think it was Ben Roethlisberger and Mitch Trubisky the last couple matchups you had with the Steelers. But you know, what do you make of Rudolph, or is he just one of those guys that at this point in his career, there's there's not much to say. You know, he is what he is now. Yeah, I, I, I want to say I think there was a game that we did play against Mason Rudolph maybe in 2015. Um, I think Big Ben might have been hurt. So there, Well, he hasn't been around that long. You're probably thinking of uh, Landry Jones. Um, maybe. From, yeah, yeah maybe, he was yeah. Oklahoma, Mason Rudolph, Oklahoma State. But Okay, maybe that's what it is. Um, but I think with Mason Rudolph, I think it's always interesting. I think you get a team and it's kind of built on defense. Um, you have big time playmakers on defense. You've literally won games because TJ Watt has scooped up a ball. Alex Smith has gotten a strip sack. Mika Fitzpatrick has had games where, you know, he gets two interceptions, one's a pick six. Like you've had these games where these guys have gone out there and made game changing plays. So then you swing it over to your offense and everybody's been so irritated at how they've played offense. Kenny Pickett needs to throw the ball down the field more, needs to do all of these different things. And then you lose Kenny Pickett and you're like, well, Kenny Pickett wasn't doing that much. Trubisky <laughs> should be able to come in and, and hold it down. And then you watch and, you know, some key turnovers, some kind of key misses against New England, a fourth and one or two situation. We throw a 40-yard bomb. Like you have all of these things that now come up. So you turn to a veteran and Rudolph and you say, hey, manage the game. Go out there, complete the passes you're supposed to complete. If it's a tight window, I saw Phil Sims talk about this on CBS on Sunday, of a game manager is also a guy who understands, hey, it's first and 10. We're in the middle of the first quarter. There's a tight window and I got to throw this ball in and complete it and pick up a big chunk. I'm going to take a risk and throw it but also knows in the fourth quarter, if I'm up seven points, that same play could be there. And I might be able to make the throw, but I want to protect the lead. I'm just going to check it down. And I think Rudolph needs to be that kind of player for this team and a louder defense to give them a chance to win. Now, the way Jake Brown has been playing, you'll have to see where, you know, it might turn where you have to go down the field. But, you know, I think as for me as a fan of watching Pittsburgh, 
let's just give Pickens some opportunities. Let's allow this guy to show some of his talent, throw him the ball a little bit and, and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, he he hasn't had the touches lately. He hasn't always helped himself either with some of the effort issues on the field and a little bit of social media. That's those dramatic. receivers, man. You got to keep those receivers happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a struggle for the Steelers and especially for him as a young guy in year 2 and he was a young rookie coming in. I mean, he's only 22 now. And and like you said, Devin, I mean, Rudolph's just a placeholder. This is still Kenny Pickett's job now and for the foreseeable future, barring something drastic this offseason. So I wanted to actually ask you a little bit more about the Steelers offense. I mean, I think a lot of fans think it's a systemic issue more than anybody who's taken the snaps. Um, and how can they help Pickett going forward? I mean, they fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada midseason, something they normally never do. They'll be in the market for a new one this offseason. I mean, what like, why doesn't every NFL team just hire somebody from the Shanahan coaching tree at this point? He's churned out so many from McVay to McDaniel to Bobby Slowick on and on. Like, as a defensive guy who's played against those offenses for so long, am I missing something? Like, why, why is it not that simple? I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's simpler than what we watch every week. Now, once you, once you let somebody go in the middle of the season, I think y'all always understand not much to your defense or offense or defense is going to change because sure. you can't just install new things. So I look at even like Buffalo, they, they fired Ken Dorsey. But I think with Buffalo, you had Brian Dable who was there and he brought his offense, you know, with Josh Allen and allowed him to grow. Ken Dorsey was basically just, you know, kind of running that offense. And then Joe Brady comes. So he's kind of seeing it, it trickle down. Only thing he did different was run the ball a little bit more and not put it all on Josh Allen. Yeah, it was a play, play calling feel for the game thing. More yes. Than yeah. With Pittsburgh, it was kind of like, we don't even like the bones of this offense. The foundation of it isn't making anyone happy. So not much can change. And I, I kind of agree with you, Brian. Like, hey, let's let's simplify this. Let's go find the top coaching trees that we think are out there. Let's find these guys that we think do a great job. The Kyle Shanahan's, the McVeigh's. Um, Zach Taylor and Cincinnati, like all of these guys are together. All right, let's find the head coaches who still call the plays and go take their offensive coordinator. Like, yep. take that risk. We, all the time we always hear, well, that guy, he doesn't really make the calls. He's just there. Okay. And there's <laughs> Mike McDaniel in Miami. Whatever we thought of him not calling the calls in San Francisco, he goes to Miami and he gets a quarterback that everybody says isn't good and they they shoot through the roof. So I think it is that simple. Like, Go interview these guys, see which one you kind of feel the rapport with, think the guys will like, and take a risk. I think it's hard, you know, I think for some of these coaches who have been coaching and been very successful for a long time to kind of go outside of their network feels like a little off, but I think I think that's a risk that Pittsburgh might have to take. Perfect segue, Devin. And a lot of Steelers fans are going to love to hear that because they don't love what they're hearing and seeing right now from Mike Tomlin at the tail end of year 17. Coaching issues are, are not limited to the interim offensive coordinator and play caller in Pittsburgh right now, that's for sure. Tom, this is as embattled as I can ever remember. Ben Roethlisberger's out here lamenting the loss of the Steeler way on his podcast, uh, at least on offense, saying maybe it's time to blow it up. When you were in New England, were, were people on the outside, or the inside even, saying a lot of the same stuff about post-Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, as they are about post Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin in this organization right now? Yeah, it's at an all-time high, I think, for both franchises right now. Uh, 
these two, you know, staples in your organization who have been, I mean, phenomenal. They've brought you more success than you could have probably have ever imagined. Um, I think of the Patriots and, and Bill coming in and, and taking over that. And I think of the Steelers only having three head coaches in your franchise history. Sure, you know, you're thinking at some point this isn't going to stay, but Mike Tomlin comes in after Cower and he just continues that trend. Um, but I, I will say this. I, I think we need to tread very lightly when we, we see these iconic coaches still have teams that are playing hard and still doing certain things. Like this Pittsburgh team, what they've done throughout this season, outgained every week. And, and all of these things that like equal losing football and they still have a winning record. Something of that goes to coaching. I, I know we, we live in a society in a world where we're like, we got to pick apart everything that's bad. But I think even you watch New England, like that game, the Thursday night game against Pittsburgh, you're like, surely Pittsburgh's going to rebound now because they they lost to Arizona, which was a bad loss. But now they get a New England team that comes in. They're out of the playoffs. They're gonna And they play hard and they beat Pittsburgh. And I just think you want to be careful because I think for all these other franchises who are definitely firing their coaches and looking to move on, they're waiting to see what New England and Pittsburgh are going to do. I, I truly believe that all of these teams are like, well, like, let's slow down. If Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin are going to be free agents this year, we need to bring those guys in because they've not been able to just win a year or two. Like, they've had the same success for so long. So I get it. I think we're all, we all want to see some new things in both of these franchises. We want to see things be shaken up. We want to see new blood kind of come in there. Um, but I think both fan bases should live in a little bit of fear of the unknown um, of what comes in after watching year after year, knowing like, Hey, some of these other teams, they might only win two games. I know for sure my team's going to be battling to get in the playoffs. Like you've gotten to do that for about 20 years for both of these organizations. That's not normal. Yeah, I hear you. I guess the one example that usually gets brought up is Andy Reid and Philly. Kind of a, it, it kind of worked out for both parties. Uh, maybe that's the exception rather than the rule. And I think eventually we probably will find out if guys like Belichick and Tomlin needed a change of scenery, if the franchises can benefit from a change of scenery. It's just fascinating right now. And it was really on display in that game a couple weeks ago that you mentioned with the Patriots coming here to Pittsburgh. And I'm completely with you. They were playing harder than I anticipated for a team that had just got shut out, was kind of the laughing stock of the league a little bit because of what was going on offensively. Maybe we'll see a similar kind of response this week from the Steelers now that they've been dragged through the mud. Although just with how poorly they played in Indy, especially in that second half, I sort of wonder if they have the the personnel and the right mojo to use a Tomlinism from earlier this season uh, to, to kind of right the ship against the Cincy team that's going the opposite direction. You mentioned yeah. Browning. They're, they're feeling good about themselves and their momentum right now. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, you start to get to this time of the year, right? You're now dealing with injuries. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with different things. So, um, But it is. like Now they're going to come and they're going to play a Cincinnati team that's hot, but a team that also lost their best weapon in Jamar Chase. So yeah. – you're, you're going to have a, a slight edge in that way of like, all right, we know T Higgins is the guy. Like we can't let him beat us. Can we feed off of that and come play our best game of the year? Because like, it doesn't look good for us right now, but we're not out of it. Like we're not just done. We still have a chance. And I think 
sometimes a team needs that. They need a big opportunity to kind of rise and gain the confidence and go forward. And now you get a standalone game. You're going to come out there. You're going to be the only game. Everybody's watching you. And you have a chance to kind of rewrite what's going on. Just come out with energy, play hard. And sometimes that's what you need to just see where it puts you. I think the biggest thing in this game will be, can they get off to a good start? Can Mason Rudolph get off and have a touchdown drive? Because I thought that was a difference in the Patriot game. They come out, they drive down this field and score a touchdown on the first possession. Now they go to the sideline and they're like, oh, we could beat Pittsburgh tonight. Maybe on any other night they would beat us. But tonight, getting off to a good start, we got our, we got the juices going. I think for Pittsburgh, you got Cincinnati coming in. You're at home. Your fan base is pissed off, but they're not out of it. They're still going to come and bring that energy. And I feel like this is their last chance to keep this thing together um, that I'm hoping that they could feed off of that and use that going into the game so we can see one of those like really good classic AFC North battles um, for two teams trying to make sure they stay alive for the playoffs. Absolutely. And before we, we let you go, I mean, another hot topic right now in Steeler country and really around the league um, was the season ending suspension for safety DeMonte KZ in the aftermath of the you know dangerous hit that he put on Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, put him in concussion protocol Saturday. A lot of former players, a lot of current players, even Tom Brady, uh, your former teammate, is more or less defending KZ, criticizing the NFL for an excessive punishment or criticizing quarterbacks for hanging receivers out in the dry. What are your thoughts on this particular situation with KZ, a, a guy who, to be fair to the league, I guess, on this decision, had been fined four times already this season for leading with the helmet or hitting a defenseless player? i just really curious to get your thoughts because I always say, look, I can give an opinion on it and what I see, I can't put myself in the shoes of, a, of an NFL defensive back who's never played in the, the speed of that game where everything's happening so fast. I, I understand what the league is trying to do of this kind of, we've warned you, we find you, like we can't keep saying like, hey, we're going to fight, but it's ridiculous. Like to suspend a guy for the remainder of this season, like if this Pittsburgh Steelers team gets in and they play in a wild card game, and they win and they go all the way to the Super Bowl, like he's going to miss the last, what is it, three regular season games and then a chance to miss three to four playoff games too. So like his hit was that bad that you are willing to say we're going to suspend this guy six or seven games. Like I, I just think there needs to be some structure of what they're doing. Like I understand the public opinion side of this is like we're watching a guy – commit a foul week in and week out. We can't allow that. So we have to do something that's super dramatic. But I just think like the amount, I'm big on this, the amount of work that these guys put in to play the game. Pittman kind of running across, like dives forward as Casey's coming. He doesn't know where Pittman is going to end up. He doesn't know Pittman standing up. That's a, that's a, that's a great hit, right? They say leading with your helmet strictly because as I'm going to make a tackle, my head has to go somewhere. So if I have it straight, if I have it here, if I have it there, depending on where this guy, the offensive guy's body now goes, it's going to determine if I'm leading with my helmet. And I thought in that situation, Casey's helmet, it wasn't totally to the side like this, but I, I didn't think he could do that because he was kind of diving forward. Um, and I think it's so hard right now as a defensive player because – you're trying to make a play. You're trying to do different things. And I always hear people say, well, he launched. 
And then I tell them like, well, you go out on a football field, run straight up like this and run into somebody full speed. And I said, do that 10 times. I guarantee you eight out of 10 times, you'll end up hurt. I said, but yeah. like as a defensive player, I'm not thinking I'm going to go out there and hurt myself. I'm trying to put myself in a, again, a position where I can instill some fear and I can strike you to try to pop the ball loose. Like, and it, again, it sucks that Pittman got hurt. He went to concussion protocol, but it's also a reminder as we watch this game of football, it's a violent game that produces a hundred percent injury rate. Everybody knows that we can't avoid that, but I think the league, I think you have to be careful where you come in and you start just saying, Oh, that's the fourth time. Boom. Three games because three games are left four games because like there needs to be some structure of how they're going to get this done. How can players kind of fix this? I do think Casey, he, he has to change. Like you can't keep doing the same thing, no matter how the game used to be played, how you used to play, like for him and his well-being and his pockets, you, you want to change that because for one, you don't want to be missing games and letting your team down. And you don't want the NFL to take back more money because they're already making enough money. You don't want them to take your money. So, um, but I think there's a better way to handle this. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's tough for KZ and it's, it really leaves the Steelers thin in the secondary. Yeah. And yep. last thing I'll ask you is, um, you know, one guy who might be pressed into duty with him out with Mika Fitzpatrick out, at least for this week, some other guys banged up. Eric Rowe, there might be some diehard Steelers fans listening to us right now who have never heard this man's name. He's been on the practice squad for probably about a month, maybe now, but he's your former teammate for three years in New England. He's a safety. He's a vet. What can you tell us about 31-year-old guy and Eric Rowe's played a ton of ball in this league, but just not for Pittsburgh and not since last year with Miami. If he if he if he does get elevated, signed to the 53, whatever, and have to play this weekend. Uh really good versatility. Came in the league as a corner in Philadelphia. Um, came to New England, played corner his whole three years in New England, uh, then went down to Miami and switched over to safety. So think of a guy who always had kind of a safety build, 6'2 to 6'3-ish, um, about 205, 210, long arms. Um, I think can really fit the mold of more of a, a Minka Fitzpatrick role with Minka being out. Um, can play deep, but I think has really good instincts of coming down, covering tight ends, uh, being more of a robber type of player, will come up and tackle you, a physical player. Um, and I would think for him being there for a month, he should, as a veteran, understand the defense pretty well and go out there and be able to kind of not step right into those guys' shoes and play at the level that they're at. They've obviously been bending into the defense playing at the beginning of the year, but I think he should have a standard and a level of play that's going to be higher than, you know, some young guy who hasn't had much NFL experience. I think Eero can come in there and really calm things down. When you lose both your safeties, it's tough. Like that's, that's a center communication part from the secondary to the linebackers to the, the front four or front five. Like you need that to kind of be flawless at times. And I think for a guy like Eero, he can come in and give them, you know, just enough veteran leadership, enough oomph to be like, hey, guys, like, we're good. He's got us. He can get some stuff aligned. He can get things situated, and we can go out there and play solid defense and line up the right way uh, and then let the rest of the talent on the defense take over. Um, but I think he should be an integral part if he does get called up um, of getting everything situated um, Saturday night. Well, that's why you're the man, Devin. You just rattle that off, off off the top, the guy you played with. Because, like, I, I mean, I don't know how much Rowe's been on, like, the scout team stuff. and uh, But, hey, they had Patrick Peterson playing safety in Indy out of 
necessity and they had special teams guys in there. So uh, it's, it's December. It's part of December football now exactly. using everybody at your disposal. So thank you for the, uh, the Intel on E row. Now they got E row and E Rob, Landon Roberts here. in Both New England guys. Dude. I know another Rob guy, you know, well, I really like you, Landon Roberts. He, he's been awesome in the locker room, a really fun guy to chat with. So yeah, he'll, he'll knock um, your head off. <laughs> yes, he will. But off the field with us media, he's very friendly and very mm-hmm. nice. So that's what I appreciate uh, about him. Well, hey, Devin, I won't keep you any longer. I know you're a busy guy. You got a tight, uh, tight week preparing for Saturday football on NBC. Hopefully Steelers fans didn't mind too much hearing from a Patriots legend on the show. But uh, like I said, you, you brought a ton of insight. You're already doing a great job at this media thing. So keep it up. All right. Thanks again, man. Appreciate it, man. Tell my two New England guys, don't go out there and blow it for Pittsburgh. Stand up and show what New England's all about. <laughs> all right. I'll let them know. All righty, folks. Uh, for Devin McCourty, that was really a lot of fun chopping it up with him. Uh, a bunch of Pro Bowls and all pros on his resume. Before we go, special thanks to Propel Schools, Propel's 13 public charter schools in Allegheny County. Uh, build a solid academic foundation for lifelong learning and offer more personalized instruction at every level for your child's kindergarten through 12th grade education journey. Give your children quality education they deserve. Learn more and apply to Propel Schools by visiting Propel Schools. Dot org, and we can't forget Goldberg, Persky, and White. If you were diagnosed with mesothelioma or lung cancer, call your local attorneys at Goldberg, Persky, and White. For over 40 years, their firms represented thousands of lung cancer and mesothelioma victims. Call 1-800-COMPLEX or visit gpwlaw.com for a free consultation. For Devin McCourty of NBC, I'm Brian Batko. Appreciate you watching and or listening to Chip Tam and Football from the Post-Gazette. Not sure how much the holidays will wreak havoc on the show schedule, but I'll be back on the North Shore Drive Wednesday with Chris Carter. And beyond that, who knows? If we're back next week, cool. If we're not, happy holidays to you and yours. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage the Post-Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.